0: Sometimes you gotta write a new love song To get the old ones out your brain Yeah, you gotta write a new love song To get the old ones out your brain
1: And I think I got one Yeah, and I think I got one Yeah
0: yeah I got one And I think I got one Welcome to get the Welcome old to the End of the Woods old podcast old yeah, for President's Day 2024. I am your host Ryan Woods. This is the End of the Woods podcast, and I gotta tell you, I almost didn't make it to this show today. Ryan, how'd you not make it to the show? Was the weather bad? Isn't your podcast studio, if you even want to call it that, in your basement? Yeah, dude. Jesus, why'd you have to? Why'd you have to be so mean like that? No, no need for that. The reality is, I almost died. Now, do you feel bad? You ever talking? You ever talking bad about somebody? You ever, like, being mean to somebody where you're like, oh, yeah, that person sucks, or that person's got stupid hair, or whatever you want to call them, and you're talking bad with a friend, talking shit with a friend, and then all of a sudden they drop on you? Yeah, well, their mom has, like, brain cancer. You're like, oh, my God. You could have led with that before I started bullying them. Like, I mean, I didn't know that. How was I supposed to be privy to that information? But nonetheless, I almost died today. How'd you almost die, Ryan? Was it a freak accident, or were you just being stupid? Okay honestly, I was just being stupid. But I thought I was being cleanly. Cleanly, Is that a word? I thought I was just being clean because I was trying to clean the bathroom here in the basement, the basement bathroom, that's what people call it, and the shower. And the shower had like, I don't know, I'd just been worried about it. I got a little hyper fixated on like mold and mildew. So I went to the store and bought this Zep mold and mildew cleaner. And I didn't really read the bottle. And so I was just spraying it willy-nilly, just willy-nilly spraying it. And then I was scrubbing it, you know, on my hands and knees in the shower, just scrubbing it. I wasn't naked, you know whoa, I was just scrubbing. five minutes goes by and I'm like, all right, I'll turn the shower on. I go to turn the shower on and I walk out and I get a little woozy. My legs get a little weak. And I read the bottle it says it says like 100 percent bleach. I'm like, well, that explains why it smells like a swimming pool down here. But it also explains how I almost just turned myself into a World War I soldier. And just ammonia gas, mustard gas myself, with a little bit of ammonia. Oh, my God. My leg, I literally stood up. My leg was weak. I just, I was like, oh, my God, it's over. I like, <laughs> and, like, no one's home. I was like, it's over. Like, I literally got up, and I was like, oh, my God, stop. Oh, what a day. What a day. I mean, I cleaned the bathroom, though. It looks clean as fuck. You know that shit's sparkling now. And you know when I go take a shower in there later, I'll be pissed when I make a mess. That's the thing about showers. How do showers get so dirty if we're always if we're always trying to get clean in them? You know what I mean? Riddle me that, Batman. That sounds a lot like the question of, like, Khloe Kardashian being like, why do I have to wash my shower, my bath towels? I always... I'm always clean when I use them. That explains a lot. You know, this explains why Lamar Odom went crazy. Nonetheless... Um, we need to stop blaming women for our problems. Stop blaming women for Lamar Odom being fucking cool. Dude, he found him passed out in a a strip club. What's fucking cooler than that? Fucking nothing? Foaming at the mouth in a strip club? Passed out? Sounds like Buddy's had a good time. Um, (laughs) what's going on with you guys, dude? I did almost die this week. I had a long week. It did take me, it was a treacherous, treacherous week of, uh, Of life here. Just a long, long week. You know, it was Ash Wednesday on Wednesday. It was Fat Tuesday on Tuesday. I'm already fat on Tuesday. You know, whatever. But that gave me an excuse to eat like hell on Tuesday. And then Ash Wednesday rolls around. I don't really know why they do the Ashes. I'm Catholic, you know, sue me. Because here's the thing about being Catholic. You can be non practicing Catholic. I'm Catholic NP. Catholic non practicing. Okay, I got confirmed. You know, I did the whole thing, went through the confirmation process. I can go up there. I can get the, the body of Christ and the blood of Christ and drink it from that gross glass ch- or gold chalice, whatever. But, you know, I don't ever have to go again. That's at least what I believe. That's at least how it works. Or until I'm old and I, you know, want to make sure I'm up I'm good with the big man because I know this. When I get to those gates and I scan that card, that confirmation card, that door's opening. And I'm in I'm in heaven. So that's all I could say about that. I don't even really know why they do the ashes. I'm sure I was taught it. Uh let me look that up. Why why do they do the ashes on Ash Wednesday? Uh, the ash symbolizes both death and repentance. Is it important because it marks the start of Lenten period? Yep. When Christians believe Jesus was resurrected. That's true. During this period, <laughs> it's not what we believe, pal. It's true. We have a million dead bodies to prove it. Uh, during this period, Christians show repentance and mourning for their sins because it believes Christ died for them. That's, that is fact. Um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, Christ, Christ could have done whatever, uh, to be honest, but whatever. I don't know what he was up to. I wasn't there. Where was I going with this story? Not really sure. Oh, it was Ash Wednesday. So whatever, I'm doing Ash Wednesday. You know, now until Easter, I can't eat meat on Fridays, which I always thought was a silly rule. I was so into the no meat on Fridays rule until I was like 12 or 13. And my mom, who went to Catholic school and all that, she was like, oh, it was like a Friday night. I don't know where my dad was. It was just me and my mom. My dad, not as religious as my mom. My mom was like, oh, I was like, what what are we getting for dinner or whatever? She's like, we can eat meat today. And it was Friday. And I was like, blown away by this. I was like, are we going to go to hell? Like, I was like, is this this over? I was so into the no meat rule. She's like, no, you could have a little meat, you know, whatever. You just say sorry. And I think that was the beginning of the end. For me, as a non-practicing Catholic, who was like, oh, you could just break the rules. And then, like, it's it's all good. It's not that serious. You tell me God is okay if I just have a little bit of meat on a Friday in a six-week span. He said it's all right. Well, God bless him. You know what I mean? What a silly rule. I mean, just imagine you're God for a second. I know a lot of you have egos. Just go ahead and put yourself there. Shouldn't take you very long. You're God. And you're like, I gotta make some rules up for this Lenten period, this period between Ash Wednesday and Easter Sunday. I gotta make some rules up. First, they gotta give something up. That makes sense. Second, no meat on Fridays. Of all the things, no meat on Fridays. And then he's like, okay. Done with that. <laughs> Hope they have a good time with that. Uh, just on ad for the UFL. What the fuck is that? Is that like the new football league? Oh, I'm watching the Daytona 500, dude. No, whatever. What was I talking about? Oh, yeah, why? I almost died. Sorry. I was, uh, I wake up Thursday morning after Ash Wednesday. Maybe this was God striking me down. Who knows? But I wake up thursday morning and my stomach sounded like the inside of a dryer with just shoes in it just i'm like holy i'm like oh my god it was like 4 30 in the morning i'm sweating like you know i just feel gross i'm like how what is happening and i go to the bathroom i'm like i can't i can't even go it felt so bad and it hurts so bad i was so sick on Thursday morning, and my stomach sounded like the inside of a dryer. I I started praying. I was like, "This can't be." Like you ever have, like you ever, your stomach ever hurts so bad, and you're there on the toilet, and you're just like, "Dude." I mean, I got to talk to a higher power here about this. This is not right. And I I prayed for the first time in a long time. I prayed. I don't know if it worked because I felt like I felt horrible because I still went. I still went to work, I went, I was driving home, and I had to leave early, and I'm driving home, and I, you know, you ever been like so sick, or so tired, or whatever, and you're just driving, and you don't turn any, you don't turn the radio on, you just, you just turn the radio off, and you're just driving, and you just have the sounds of the road, but I was so focused, I was just... The whole way home. And I'm like I'm like putting the window down a little bit because I'm like having hot flashes like a 60-year-old woman. I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, it's over. And like I pull up and I'm staring. At, and when you get off the freeway near my house, there's a gas station. It's called Speedy Gas, free ad for them. And they have like, you know, they have the gas station shit. And I was like, I should go get a Gatorade. But I thought to myself, if I get out of this car, I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to make it back into the car. Like, the, the daunting task that was getting out of the car and then getting back in the car was too much and, like, waiting in line. Like, I thought I would die. And so I got home. The bag I had never felt heavier. I got inside. I just stripped down. And then I just got in bed. And I fell asleep from, like, 1130 in the morning to... uh 6 45 the next morning. Dana woke me up at like 5 30. She's like, hey, I got you Gatorade. She actually woke me up at yeah, 5 30 in the night when she got home. She's like, hey, I got you Gatorade. And I'm like, oh, thank God. And I literally took one and I chugged it. It was Gatorade Zero, of course. And I just I literally stood there, sat at the end of the bed. I was like, I can't move. She's like, what's wrong? I'm like, I don't feel good. She's like, did you throw up? I'm like, no, I didn't throw I didn't throw up. I didn't throw up. And I just and I'm like, okay, I gotta go. And I got out of bed. And then I just rolled down the stairs to the, to the basement and I got on the couch and I woke up again like kind of in a daze, really disoriented at like 745 and then I was like, do you need anything? And I'm like, yeah, a, a gun maybe to put me out of my misery, take me out back like old yeller. Like this is the hor- worst thing ever. And I just, my back hurt in ways that it had never hurt before. I was like, it's over. I broke my, my spine is broken somehow by being sick. And I just couldn't move. And she's like, No, you can't have a gun. <laughs> she's like, Here's another Gatorade. I took it, chugged it, threw it at the chair that's in here. And I'm like, Ugh. And then I just passed out again. But like every so often I would wake up, like kind of disoriented and like sweaty, which is the worst. So that's what it was. That was what I was up to this weekend. Just feeling like shit. And then it was all right. It kind of went away. I don't know if I had like a 24 hour bug. Because people, my because my, my dad's birthday, he's calling me. He's like, "You want to go to dinner?" I'm like, "What the fuck?" Like, I woke up with like eight missed calls. Like, he keeps calling, as if like my phone wasn't working. And I'm just getting funny. He's like, "You want to go to dinner? You want to go to dinner?" And he, he leaves me voicemails too, which is funny as shit. Like, if you're leaving voicemails in the year 2024, and it's not like a business voicemail, if it's just like a a regular voicemail, we've we've passed voicemail technology. We had this thing called text message. You can just text message people. There's no need to be leaving voicemails in a non-business setting in 2024. If you have that person's, if you're calling another cell phone, and it's not a business thing, it's not a work line, if it's just me to you, just text it to me. And I know it's going to blow your mind, but it's literally a written voicemail. Whoa. Um, So you left me like three voicemails. In like a two hour span. I'm like, hey, I didn't answer two hours ago. You think I'm just ignoring you? I'm dying here. I texted him back. I'm like, I'm dying. He's like, is everything okay? And I'm like, yeah. So we went out to dinner Saturday for my dad's birthday. And that was cool. We did show up at a restaurant and there was a kid screaming. He's like, I don't want that. And he's kicking the fucking back of his, the back of his uh, booth. Whenever a kid is acting up in public or a kid's like throwing a tantrum or crying or whatever, like a baby or, or a young toddler, like the age of like zero to like maybe four, even a little bit older, whatever. I'm not a parent. I never feel like screw those parents. Those are bad parents. Like if a kid's acting up, I'm always like more, I always think about it from their perspective and how embarrassed they are. So I never get mad at them Ever. Unless, like, of course, their kid's, like, running around and, like, smacking people on the face, like, being a, a complete nuisance. Now, that's a little different. If a kid is just crying or just acting up, I'm never, I never get mad at the parents. I always feel bad. I always just get, I'm always like, oh, they're embarrassed. I know they are. I'm, I'm like, I feel bad. I'm always like, it's okay. Kids cry. That's usually what I think in my head. But this kid was, he was acting up and I felt bad. Because the parents are like, okay, we're going to go. We're going to go. Because we've all been there. I think if you're mad at parents in public for their kid crying and stuff. Think about you as a kid. You were so well-behaved, you never cried in public, public when you peed your pants or pooped your pants. You think you're so high and mighty that you never cried in public and never embarrassed your parents. So you want to get mad at other people because they're bad parents, because their kid's crying? It's a kid. He's probably going to cry. He's three to five years old. You know, you take him out to dinner, you take a risk of taking a kid out to dinner before the dinner rush. So you think you could sneak in and out and the kid starts acting up and you want to be mad at them because you were such a perfect kid and your parents were so perfect, perfect, perfect. Didn't fucking think so. We can all have a little more humanity. Isn't that crazy? We can all be a little nicer to each other. (sighs) But what happened this weekend, Ryan? How was your weekend? Other than that, it was good. It was good. My weekend was fine. Another NBA All-Star weekend, come and gone. Um people unsurprisingly got mad about the dunk contest again. We've, we do this every year. I feel like everyone's like, oh, the dunk contest sucks, blah, oh, blah, blah. Because when people started doing, when the cool dunk contests were happening, you know, like the 80s and the 90s and, and early 2000s, it's because we had never seen those things before. Now 20 years have gone by and there's just no dunks left to do. The human body hasn't progressed like it did from like 1950 when you see that old grainy footage like Bill Russell's Celtic days when they're kind of dribbling up like this and they throw it like that. Then we progressed 30 years and guys are, you know, up and under the rim dunking and jumping from the free throw line and floating in midair and putting it between their legs. But now that hasn't happened in 30 years. We just either make their rim higher or just get rid of the dunk contest. Everyone's gonna be mad about it every year. It's never gonna be perfect. That's my thought on it. And then, of course, you had the three-point contest, which is always very cool. Um, but there was a weird thing. I think Sabrina, I'm going to butcher her last name, Ionescu, Ionescu, I think is how it's pronounced. Sabrina Ionescu versus Steph Curry in the three-point contest. She did use a women's ball, but she made 26 threes. It's very impressive. Would have beaten, was the, the winner, Damian Lillard's high score, in the regular three-point contest. So instead of letting Sabrina face, you know, other NBA players and normal NBA players, the NBA was like, hey, Sabrina, you're such a great shooter. We're going to have you face the greatest shooter of all time. How about that? The guy that not even the pros that are in his own league can beat and are his own gender, can he? they, they can't beat him. So I don't really know why we thought you could. I thought that was mean of them. Let's have Sabrina take on, like, Carl Anthony Towns or something. Okay? Why can't we let her do that and win? why do we have to let her take on Steph and just get sent to the wolves? I thought that was a little mean. And of course I bet on her. I bet on her to win. And of course I did, because I'm stupid. All right? You know what? Screw you. I just thought, hey, maybe she could do it. And it looked good. But they, have, of course, had her go. Of course, they had her go first because if they would have let her, him go first, it would have been a nightmare. Um. I just got an alert that California is under food shortages as rain drenches the state. Usually, I just get alerts that California is too damn hot and too damn dry. Now it's too wet. Jesus. <sighs> Anyways, but I have another thought on women's sports. And it's not even going to be about Caitlin Clark, you know, being really good. She is really good. Nothing wrong with that. She's fantastic. Good for her. She's she, The reason why it's impressive that Caitlin Clark is doing this is because nobody else can. I don't mean to say this. Nobody else can in the women's game. I don't mean to say this as a sexist, misogynist, white guy. I I mean this in the most respectful way possible. Women's basketball is actually bad for women. Let me explain. Women's basketball does not prove that women can compete with men. It proves the exact opposite. It's like watching two different sports. Just turn on a bad NBA game. Charlotte versus... Who's another bad team? Washington. Charlotte Hornets versus the Washington Wizards is a 25 times better product than whatever the best two teams in the WNBA playing against each other is on a nightly basis. It just is. Even if it's horrible. Even if that men's game is horrible. The problem is, it's just not a fair playing field. Lower the hoop or something. It just looks like a different game. They're literally airballing shots. Almost on back-to-back-to-back. They're scoring 10 points a quarter. What are we doing? What women women's basketball should take a page out of what you know. Women just because Title IX exists doesn't mean you have to enforce it all the time, right? So, men's college baseball exists. Is there a women's college baseball? No, there's a whole different sport. It's called softball, and it's completely fine. It's actually watchable. Women's tennis and men's tennis are close enough. There's good, there's, you know, there's great women's tennis players. Serena Williams, probably one of the greatest tennis players of all time, even with the men. Golf, same thing, even though they get to hit it from 50 yards up, but I can't even get past the women's tees when I golf. So, you know what I mean? It's impressive. Basketball is the exact opposite. I don't think I could beat the women in the game. I'm talking about it as a product. I could not beat any women in a basketball game that are participating in college, even high school. Or in the pros. But I'll tell you what. I'm not watching it on TV. It's a bad product. And I'm not I'm not trying to be mean about it either. I'm trying to be honest. I'm trying to be honest with ourselves. Let's stop acting like just because Caitlin Clark is awesome. That this is somehow the new norm. Every year they try to shove like a new star at us. And they are very good. You know, Kelsey Plume. Aja Wilson. Candace Parker. Uh, Caitlin Clark. Sabrina Ionescu. Um, there's a girl, Paige Bukers in college still. You know, Brittany Griner before she was held in a Russian prison, so on, so on. All these players are very good. Sue Bird. That doesn't mean that they need to be play on the same NBA sized courts. They need to play on like a you know an eight foot rim. It's not demeaning either. Stop. I'm not trying to be demeaning. I'm saying, do we want this to be a better product? Or do we just want to keep watching the same thing and never get anywhere? There's been like 20 years of evidence that we have that this just doesn't work. <sighs> but I got to admit, another, and the final topic on women's sports, a lot of women talked this week for my zero women listeners. Why is it that when somebody has to talk about women's sports or women in general, like doing anything, music, sports, whatever, they tell me if they would. You know what I mean? Would? Like when, they, when the people who seem to hate Taylor Swift the most are always telling me, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't do Taylor Swift. Okay, I'll make sure to let her know. I'm sure she's going to be devastated. Uh, or like Sabrina Ionescu. I was hanging out watching it, and the guys were like, yeah, I probably would. Okay? What that implies to me is your favorite artist, if it's a male... If your favorite athletes, if you root for them and they're male, I'm just going to assume you only like them because you want to bang them. Nothing wrong with that. You want to passionately leg wrestle them until you guys end up tied up in a pretzel, passionately making out for three to six minutes. That's fine. That's just what I'm going to assume. You don't have to preface it. I don't need to know. It's all right. I think that's the end of the podcast. I think that's all I had to talk about. I think that's all I had to talk about I'm getting a long ad. I don't know if my internet froze again dude my internet's been pissing me the fuck off so that's cool but I'm watching the Daytona 500 and I got one well, last thing last thing I promise last thing if you're a guy and you're a normal person and you tell me you don't like NASCAR because it's boring and they only go left in circle blah 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 blah, blah, blah. here's the thing I like Formula 1 as well but I also like NASCAR. I'll watch any type of motor racing. I like when cars go fast. And don't tell me NASCAR is, oh, it's boring, it's boring. You just might not like cars, and that's okay. And you might have to answer some questions about yourself. I just like NASCAR because it's American. They're fast cars. They go really fast. I mean, that's kind of all I could say. They're fast. They bump into each other. They rack, all the above. It's awesome. That's all I have to say. NASCAR is awesome. People need to know this, The NASCAR rules. No, no one's gonna. No one's gonna agree with me. No one's going to agree with me. I'm not telling you I like NASCAR more than Formula One. I'm not. I'm not telling you that I like Formula One more than NASCAR. But I can like both. I can like both. I think the problem with Formula One is, and I'm gonna be honest. I can tell you who's gonna win every week most of the time. Like 99% of the time last year, I could be like, Hey, one guy's gonna win. When I'm watching NASCAR, I'm watching Daytona 500 right now. I have no idea who's going to win. There's an awesome level of randomness. Just an awesome level of just tomfoolery. But nonetheless, enjoy your week. Love you guys. Follow me on the links below. Talk to you next week. Be good. Stay healthy. Love you.
1: is a liar whoever told you peace is easy don't admire i want to hold you but i can't control the fire the finest burning ain't a putting out that light yeah desire turns to desire turns into a quiet old man full of white hair thought we had it all planned out in a high chair, but even then everything was a fight yeah peas and carrots we inherit, I see the merit in the squeeze of parents, no need to sugarcoat it, I see the need for being married, but who would condone it, when your dreams are being buried and it seems you've been disowned, I say hold on to the little piece of you that's still upon you, look twice and where's it gone to, think twice but what it to do, if this is the type of life you're to, just let it on you, I say, I'm gonna hold you when this love is so disarming Thought I was so lucky cause you told me I was charming but Nobody told you making money is a problem For a rapper ain't it funny how it's always so alarming Same with actors, same with authors, all the same Just blame the artists, all the poets, pardon I'm an almond, always starving for retention Tens of thousands couldn't mention I am worthy but I'm thirsty, ain't it now so you could quench it I'm defenseless, I'm always swinging for defenses Yeah, I'm always swinging for the.